0: More at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys.
2: Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin.
3: $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era.
2: All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at 2 dollars com.
3: Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krennevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections.
1: That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on
3: Geekscape.net.
2: Christmas Matt. Merry Christmas. We covering on A twenty four film, so I think we can tell this out of order or some shit.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's true. That's listen.
2: <laughs> I will tell you that I didn't know what to expect.
1: I also don't know why I thought <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was an A24 movie, but somehow I also got it in my brain that it was from the same director as The Witch and The
2: Lighthouse. Oh no, Robert um, Eggers. Well, he's got Northmen coming out. He's so got I the get Northmen it because, it's, because it's it's kind of similar in to yeah, medieval was, Viking shit. But like when this was out in theaters,
1: I thought that. Like uh, this okay. time I was like, oh yeah, it's from it's the next thing from the Lighthouse guy. No, it's from the guy who did the live-action Pete's Dragon. But <laughs> but you know what? I'm I'm just going to play my card right now. I had fun. Dude, I and, love this movie. And I, when you were like, we're going to talk about Green Knight. I was like, this Scream 5 loving motherfucker. <laughs> <here." laughs> and then I started watching. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Christmas as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this yeah. Is, this yeah is, like, I would say 98% of this movie takes place in or around
2: Christmas. <laughs> yep. time. 100%. It's a Christmas game. Yeah. Um it takes place shit. It's like the it's like the rent of medieval movies. We start on Christmas and we end on Christmas. Yeah, there we go. So- but <laughs> but there's also very little middle. It's, very little
1: middle. It's it's like you start with Christmas for about twenty minutes, you get a solid ten minutes of the year in between. <laughs> of him getting his pants. And then and then it's just like, all right, well, now you got to do your Christmas quest. Like, yeah, do your thing. Yeah. And and I really do. I, it's it's one of those ones where it's like it's tough to talk about because it's um, I think this with a lot of fantasy films, honestly, mm-hmm. there's like, here's what the central theme is. OK, yep. got it. But then when you're trying to describe it, it's a lot of like and then this happened. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's like a very visual medium. Like, yeah, 100 percent. Like it's not, it's not like there's these like deep conversations or big plot points. It's just that you're on this journey with this guy. So, I mean, yep. you pick this. How about you walk us through? I mean, I feel like you could sum up what this movie walks us through in like 20, yeah, one hundred seconds.
2: Um, so this movie is a an adaptation of the 14th century poem uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, and basically the story goes is one of King Arthur's knights. They're they're all hanging out, and uh, the mythical green knight comes in and lays down a challenge. And the challenge is... uh, Or it's more of a game. It's not really a challenge. It's more of a game. And he says, I will allow one of you to lay any strike upon me. But in one year, I'm going to return and lay that same strike upon you. Right? So... In this adaptation, we have King Arthur, who is, uh, he's getting up there. He's getting close to death. And he's like, all right, do any of you want to partake? And all of his knights are like, no, fuck that, fam. Well, there is one knight, uh, Sir Gowan, who, uh, he wants fame. Like, more than anything, he wants fame. He wants to be known as that gallant hero. Yeah. And... The problem is, is that Sir Gowan is, I don't think it's played up that much, but he's kind of a coward. Like, yes, he, he's very much so a coward. And he's like, you know what? This is my moment. This is this is what I can do. So he takes the sword. And I, I do think ultimately it was a test. They don't really get into it, but it's a test, right? Like you're saying i you are open to strike me in any way okay to earn why would you go for why would you go for the fucking head yeah if if you know this guy's coming back and this guy is like three times the size of you like and and that's what happens uh sir gowan cuts his head off and everyone's cheering and they're calling him a hero while the knight's body stands back up he picks the head up and starts laughing and he just says in in one year basically so throughout that entire year, and I love the way they did this in the movie, his story is sweeping across the kingdom. Yeah. Like he, he has become this famous knight for what he did. And I love the the. I think it was a puppet show. Yeah. the. the I, I,
1: show I didn't write so any fun. notes down for either thing that we recorded. Yeah. Uh, except for love
2: the puppet show. The puppet like- show was awesome because the puppet show, the way they're doing this is as the time is going throughout the year they're showing more and more moments of the puppet show and when it gets to the end of that puppet show and it gets to the end of his full year they show in the puppet show that the green knight just stands (laughs) up and fucking decapitates the sir gowan puppet and it's basically showing that he's he's scared he's scared everybody's praising him but he is scared he's just filled with anxiety who is it that says just don't fucking go? Is it the the, I think the girl it's the, that he likes? The girl, the girl that he likes. Yeah. Cuz this is a very like all things considered pretty small cast as well. Yes, like, it's a super small cast and we are giving you the like cliff notes of You this. should watch as, the movie. Yeah. Honestly, you should movie. watch the movie. Um I will warn you, the way this movie was advertised, it was advertised way more Lord of the Rings than it turns out to be. It is a slower burn for sure um it's it's a24 there's a it's it is 100% a visual masterpiece but there's not a lot of action per se there are good there are great moments there are magical moments but there's not there's not going to be a lego set of the green knight coming out like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day Who i mean i don't think there will be an official lego set it'll I mean, get it, a- it's A24 a cool following it. people love it yeah. and uh, you know i think yeah. i think this movie was advertised as more actiony than than it was and than i it think is. that's no, the I, I think that's the issues some people had with it i think this movie was very split between uh loved and disliked i don't think anyone actively hated it but i think the criticisms i heard from people were that they were kind of bored with it And I think that kind of you can chalk that up to the advertising because it advertised it as very medieval fantasy where it is that. But it's it's medieval fantasy through an A24 lens lens. And I
1: also think that it's, it's yeah, it's medieval fantasy, but it's it's more about, you know, like I love those 80s movies like Kroll. Right. Where yeah. characters are like on a journey and all things consider like Kroll isn't as actiony as no. you remember it being yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, Oh, but Kroll has like such a wide cast of characters that it feels like it's moving quicker than it actually is. Yeah. And I think that that's when you have basically for most of the movie, just a guy by himself. And then for other parts, a guy with a CGI talking Fox, <laughs> like it's going to feel awkward, but I think it's gorgeous. Like I was yeah, like just 100%. watching my like, God, so much of this movie is just so fucking pretty. Yep. Um, but it does kind of suffer the downside of like. I think that the Green Knight would be just as compelling to me if it was a 30 minute short. Yeah, that was like the first 20 minutes up till that puppet show. And then the last like 15 minutes when he confronts the Green Knight. Like, I know that you need like a couple of these other pieces, but like the
0: 91 donkey lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants.
1: What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what
0: we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys.
2: Hi, friends. The world got you down.
1: you know, we'll jump to the ending. Cause essentially he just meets people along the way. Yep. And at one point he's given this, uh, I'm trying to think what they describe it as, but it, it basically was like, as long as you wear this, the green knight can do, you know, yes. yes. right. It
2: was like a ribbon or a belt.
1: Yeah. And it was like, he has this whole fantasy where he keeps that on and he goes and he becomes the king and his girl that he's crushing on births him a son but then he steals the son and marries a noble woman so that he can be royalty and like all this crazy stuff but then as soon as he takes off that garb uh similar to the green ribbon story that you know from like scary stories his head falls off and even though he could live a long life up until that point he finally is brave for the first time in just accepting his fate that it is now time for him to die. Yep. And I I think that that is really beautiful and that's really powerful. And it kind of sucks to say that I didn't really need the hour in the middle of the movie to get me to that same emotional beat. But that doesn't make it not fun. It's just kind of a lot of beautiful filler. Very much (laughs) so.
2: Very much so. Like, it would reach the same end goal, but I wouldn't have been as fascinated with it if you removed a lot of that mid stuff. Because... It is, it is, it's a journey. And I feel like we don't get enough movies that are journeys anymore. And I, I love this. I love this setting. I love the way it was shot. We brought this up last week, the bells and just, this is a very, (laughs) as much as there's not a lot of a Christmas iconography, I would say lighting and sound design was very Christmassy. Yeah, um, and I mean, it is, but like I said, serious. it is
1: Christmas and it's yep. Christmas. Yep. <laughs> like it's it takes it place is. at Christmas. I'm trying to think what else this guy had done. He's working. Oh, damn. He's working on a movie that's coming out this year called Peter Pan and Wendy. Looks like it's his attempt at a live action version of Peter Pan. Um, Oh, shit. Featuring <laughs> featuring Alan Tudyk and Jim Gaffigan and Jude Law. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Um, that's
2: weird but all right i'm in let's do it i mean it's uh it's 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 disney doing another live action one so well, saying, it-
1: I, this does need <laughs> to be mentioned okay what? i am so on board jude Law is playing captain hook and jim okay. gaffigan is playing mr smee which is like the best casting i okay. can possibly imagine
2: okay I don't think I've seen. I think the only live action Disney one I've seen is
1: Jungle Book. I have mixed feelings on all of them, but I'm such a Disney nerd that I'll watch every one of them when they come out. So I saw yeah. Lion King. I saw Aladdin. I saw yeah. the Dumbo
2: one from Tim Burton. Like, oh, I did see the Dumbo one. I did see the fun. Dumbo one. It was okay. It was alright. Yeah. I think <laughs> my, that's all they are. They're serviceably okay. <laughs> like, well, that's my thing with like. I saw the cast for the Lion King, and I was like, oh. F- fuck and then i yeah. saw the reviews for the lion king and i'm like i'm not gonna watch that like i just i i was really i you know you know me and it's, glover it's dude. not Here you know me and donald so it's, i don't it's not as I'll, here's what i'll say about the lion king yeah it's not as love bad,
1: it's not as bad as the reviews say but it's still not as good as you want it to be okay <laughs> like- okay
2: i do remember hearing like some of the songs yeah,
1: the only reason to watch the live action Lion King, honestly, is for the Timon and Pumbaa.
2: Yeah, I saw some of the clips of the Seth Rogen and uh, Billy. Billy, a-
1: they they are like they have a very good chemistry with good. those voices. And I think good. they continued the trend that happens with the animated one as well, where they did all their scenes together so that they could like good, 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 good. improvise versus like, you know, for those of you who don't know when you're doing voice acting, usually like if Dylan and I were going to be in a cartoon, Dylan would just record all of his lines. And then, at a yeah. later date, I would record all of my lines and po- some poor editor would have to make it seem like we were hanging out together, recording
2: our conversation. Yeah. Also shout out John Oliver. Cause he was uh Zazu. <laughs> he, and uh, He just fucking threatened the Cong- Congress. To yeah, he did. Oh, that was some good shit. <laughs> info. That was amazing. I love John Oliver. I agree. All right. Well, He's an American you. treasure. He is.
1: He's a, he's a British American treasure for sure. Yeah.
2: But, but Green Knight, dude, I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I did. I was worried that we were going to go into this and you were going to be like, the oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Like, like I, what was that shit? Because I know some people do. And I know that we're reaching a point where people are turning their backs on A24 as a whole. But I'm still all in, even though I know a lot of people liked the lighthouse. I did not. I see in the
1: lighthouse. I haven't turned my back on a 24, the lighthouse. Here's my thing with a 24, which is going to make you even more confused, but like a 24, I feel like in general has made mostly movies that I've really liked, but never want to rewatch. Yeah. We've talked about that, but I, the lighthouse is probably the one I've rewatched the most. Really? Because like, I, I appreciate the lighthouse from, A filmmaking standpoint, I think it's a really artistic achievement. Okay. But they like basically shot this movie with like cameras from the 20s. Like, yeah, that's insane. Like it's it's shot like more than any other film that tried to feel like a lost film from that time period, it feels the most authentically. Is it
2: fair to say that I respect that and I appreciate that? I just don't think it's a good movie. I think that's fair. Okay. I I just real I was like, I like the performances. I think it's
1: funny. I like quoting it. It's like a dumb, goofy film that gets real wild it showed me a mermaid vagina which was the thing i didn't think i was ever going to see in my life i actually think that the ending unsettled me more than almost any other film at that time
2: okay um except for like
1: maybe like hereditary like yeah. Hereditary fucked my shit up Hereditary and I'll, like, rules. I will never watch Hereditary again. And it is probably really? the most five-star movie that I just cannot emotionally yeah. handle watching a second time. It might be different to watch in my living room, but like watching it opening night in a the theater, I was so fucking stressed out from start to finish yeah. that I was just like, I don't ever want to feel these feelings again. I want to rewatch that. <laughs> It's midsummer, I could rewatch. Oh, like, I Midsummer, love I was mid-summer. like, Foodoo. I, I want to
2: buy the like, they did like a director's cut. Yeah, the A24 I just site that I really want to pick up.
1: Midsummer didn't put me through the anguish that I was feeling during Hereditary. Like, Hereditary, no. I remember when we did that was back when theaters were normal to go to. Yeah. And we did it as an in theaters now for horror movie night. And oh, I remember nice. Brian, Scott, and I all had the same thing happen to us which was that we stressed ourselves out so much watching the movie that we had migraines when we left the theater and all had to take
2: naps afterwards. Man, that's and I was like, dude, the power kinda, of a movie to do that to three, cool three different people yeah, to, in three different states is wild. Um, <laughs> I uh, to wrap this up because I know you got to roll out of here shortly. Roll <laughs> out. Bum, <Yeah>. out. Bum, <laughs> I love a twenty-four. I love the Green Knight. Highly recommend it to anyone to watch. Really looking forward to the Northman that's coming out uh, at the end of this month, I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. I really like the Witch. So um, I know he Robert Eggers is also the one that did the lighthouse, which I really appreciate. And maybe one day I'll give it another watch and we'll see where it goes from there. But um, I'll always give an A24 movie a chance. And if A24 wants to tackle Christmas again, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, no, 100 percent. Man, I don't know if I'm looking at the I was trying to see. Oh, that's what I was like. What movies did they have coming out in 2022? And apparently they put their films on a separate thing so oh, I'm like, really? I haven't heard of any of this shit. And it was like TV shows that they produced in the past. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How am I going Oh, man. A2- I forgot that A24 is doing the Marcel the Shell with Shoes on movie. I
2: forgot about that, too. Did you see X? I I know I need to see X. Oh, it's so I good. We, I'm it. not going to talk about it then because yeah. it, it's really good. Oh, I need to see uh, everything everywhere all at once, too. Dude. Dude, and there's then I
1: so found fucking out, many. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like that's the thing is, is now like after three two years of like none of that shit being available now it's like the the fucking doors are off and it's like oh they're all coming out now like the floodgates yeah. are open
2: i would what i know i'm not one for jumping on to more uh like streaming services but i would 100 support an a24 streaming service
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's fair all right we should go
2: yeah yeah you gotta roll Bye. out man oh whoa oh, oh.
0: More at 91DonkeyLane.com. See you there, you donkeys.
2: Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin.
3: $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All
2: in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at 2 dollars
3: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.